Hey, it's Stephanie, and hopefully the title of this episode of Strong Opinions piqued your interest because it's true. I firmly believe native mobile apps are dead, unless you're Facebook, Google, or an intense gaming app. And maybe we can throw Starbucks into that mix because, let's face it, it seems like almost everyone has a Starbucks app on their phone. I don't even drink coffee, and I have it on my phone. So what do I mean when I say native mobile apps are dead? Well, let's take a look at the stats. Steve Jobs announced the App Store in July of 2008 with approximately 550 apps at launch. Now the App Store has more than 2 million apps and Google Play has more than 3.8 million. The sheer number of apps has made it difficult for consumers to quickly find what they need. And we've seen things like App Store optimization become a real thing. Basically, it's like SEO for the App Store. How crazy is that? When the App Store first launched, as a marketer, we all became enamored with mobile apps because they were new. And all of us started thinking that we needed one. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've heard, we need an app without anyone ever explaining what the desire was to be in the app store. Think back to how many times you've had a leader in your business tell you to build an app so you can have one in the app store without a clear picture of what it would actually do or why anyone would even want it. And that type of behavior is exactly what caused the problem we're seeing today. App stores are filled with millions of apps that no one is really using. In fact, 51% of users haven't downloaded a new app in a three month period. The last time I personally downloaded a new app was about a year ago when I purchased a new washer and dryer. It had functionality to send me notifications when the washer and dryer was done, which meant no more forgetting closing the dryer overnight, which is a blessing. So I downloaded the app just for the notifications. It has a few other features, I guess, but nothing I've ever even used. And if I could delete the app and just keep the notifications, that would be my personal ideal state. Otherwise, I never download apps anymore because it means I have to go to the app store, search for the app, remember my password, which I never seem to be able to do. Thank goodness for face ID. And then I wait for it to download and then it takes up space on my phone. Doesn't that sound like a frictionless experience for customers? Because it's not. And the app store download process is just one of the many reasons why consumers have stopped downloading apps. We've also seen this shift in behavior. When you need to find information, is your first indication as a consumer to go to the app store and look for an app to download? Because mine's not. That's probably sounded ridiculous when I said it, because why would anyone do that? Great question. But then why as marketers do we keep building apps assuming people will go to the app store and find them? Now, let's assume you actually get someone to download your app. What's their engagement gonna look like? Well, for starters, users spend about 53% of their mobile app time in the top 10 apps. And eight of the top apps are owned by Facebook or Google. How many of you work at Facebook or Google? I'm guessing not many of you. So your apps already at a disadvantage. And 50% of the time an app is used only 10 times. And over 20% of that time it's used once. In the past, I've been guilty of that. I download an app to get a coupon or a special offer and then I promptly delete it. Talk about crushing every marketer's dream. And don't even get me started on what it takes to build a native mobile app. Trust me, I've been through it numerous times and it's a real pain. You typically have to build it separately for iOS and then Android, which means you often have separate development teams. You have to then submit to the app store, wait for them to review it. Hopefully they approve it and you don't have to make changes. And if you've ever paid any attention to what's happened in recent months with Facebook and Apple, you realize that your native mobile app might be in the app store, but the app store has the full authority to remove it at any time. You're merely renting the space. So as you can imagine, native mobile apps are costly to build, costly to maintain. The approval process can be frustrating. Ask anyone who's ever been rejected by the app store. Yep, been there. And consumers don't even seem to want to engage with them anymore. So why do we keep building them? That's a great question because I think we should stop now. 
So where do we go? Well, we all know we need to connect with our consumers on mobile. So here's my advice. If you're not Facebook, Google, Starbucks, or a major gaming company, then you probably shouldn't invest any additional money in your native app. There's so many better tech options out there today that can enable you to deliver a compelling mobile experience to your consumers. And the web has come a long way in recent years and can likely do a lot more than you even realize. So if you're thinking you need to build a native mobile app, don't. Instead, think about a progressive web app. Progressive web apps, or PWAs for short, were first introduced by Google in the fall of 2015, and Alex Russell at Google is often considered the father of PWAs. While it may seem like they've been around only for a few years, they're actually built on the idea of web apps that have been around for more than a decade. So what I personally love about PWAs is they are going to deliver a lot of the native mobile app functionality that we all want to provide to consumers, but they do it on the web, which means you don't have to go to the app store to download them. You don't have to develop it separately for iOS, Android, or Windows. You actually own the publishing of the PWA. It's basically the best of both worlds. You get that native mobile app functionality, look and feel with the manageability of the web. And to consumers, they feel just like an app, except minus the download. Now, excuse me while I geek out for just a second and dive into these technical requirements of a PWA. And I promise I'm not gonna geek out too much and make it too technical, but there's 14 requirements and there's really four that you need to pay attention to. So the first one is serving it across HTTPS, meaning your information is going to be secure. The next one is a service worker, which is going to enable caching and app-like features like push notifications, offline access. Third, you're going to have your application shell, which is really what drives that lightning fast load speeds. And last, but certainly not least of these four that I think you really need to pay attention to is the web app manifest. It basically tells the browser, treat me like a PWA, like an app and not like a website. It enables you to also install that PWA to your home screen where it's going to have a unique icon and it's going to look no different than the native apps on your home screen, except that it's a fraction of the size. And the Starbucks PWA is a great example of this. Its native mobile app is approximately 146 megabytes. Its PWA, which does the exact same thing, is only 600 kilobytes. Talk about a big difference. But don't take my word for it. Major brands are using PWAs, Twitter, Pinterest, Lancome, Roche, Uber, The Weather Channel, Trivago, West Elm, Coke, Forbes, Walmart, and so many more. If I put them all on a slide, you couldn't even see all their logos. And they're truly across every industry and they're driving phenomenal results, such as like Trivago getting a 97% increase in conversion, Pinterest seeing a 103% increase in weekly users, Twitter seeing a 65% increase in pages per session. And those are just a few examples. So the ultimate question you really have to ask yourself is what do consumers want from your brand? Do they really want a native mobile app? My guess is that none of them are asking for it. So the answer is probably no. Or do they really just want to engage with their brand on mobile and get the information they want quickly? And do you want to continue investing in a tech that is costly and doesn't drive engagement that your consumers really don't want? Probably not, I would hope. And that's why native mobile apps are dead. And it's time for all of us to embrace the next generation of mobile and the web. And that's progressive web apps. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Strong Opinions. If you like what you've heard, make sure you to rate or review this podcast on iTunes and go ahead and hit me up on Twitter at StephanieCox04 and tell me what you'd like to hear me talk about on the future episode of the show.